Welcome to the Chronic Spoonful podcast, where we discuss real life with real chronic illness. Each week, we'll cover an aspect of real life spoony living and what that can mean for different chronic illnesses. We hope this will be a place you can go for updated spoony info and where you'll find humor because, you know, we're a little crazy, important information, and community. As a disclaimer, we just want to remind you that, yes, we'll be talking about chronic illness and health information, but we are not your doctor. Everyone's chronic illness is different, and we are absolutely not MDs, so we are not qualified to give you medical advice. We're going to tell you unequivocally to discuss anything we talk about on this podcast with your doctor. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Um, We know it's been a while. We've had a lot of technical difficulties over the past few weeks, and um, our recordings haven't been recording. So we're sorry that we've taken such a big absence. Lots of stuff has been happening, but we're not going to go and dive into like the woe is me's of everything that's happening. We're going to actually get to a very special guest we have today. I think all of you may remember Christina. She was on the show um, when we did our cannabis series and she was, she's, she's a registered dietitian and, um, one of her specialties is talking about, you know, including cannabis in our diet. However, today we're going to go even broader and we're going to talk about nutrition, um, anti-inflammatory nutrition and all of those fun, fun things about, you know, nutrition and chronic illness, but also a little bit about a new program she has developed, um, that is specific to people that have inflammatory issues. So I'm going to turn it over to Christina and welcome. Yay! Well, welcome back, I should say. Welcome back! <laughs> We're so excited uh, to have you. Yes. Uh, thank you, ladies. I'm so happy to be back and uh, for giving me the opportunity to share my um, my new program. But um, I'll say before is to, to why I decided to create yes. a program, right? And so as I shared a while ago, I... Um, well, I'm a dietitian, but I'm also a rheumatoid arthritis warrior. I also live with Sjogren's syndrome since I was a kid and fibromyalgia. So chronic pain has been in my life for like half of my life. And um, so that's why uh, talking about um, anti-inflammatory lifestyle, not just nutrition, it's so important to, to thrive with these conditions. Excuse me. You see, so that's, that's the okay. showman's like talking. The term thrive, because I think that that's really important. Yes. Not just survive, but try to thrive. thrive. Yeah. So it's I. It's just the feeling. Like, yeah. The pain. Even I believe that when, when you feel pain, and it's horrible because it's horrible feeling pain. But that intensity is still temporary. You know, so that intensity goes up and down, but you're not always at a 10, 100% of the time. So it's like a, how can you live when you can bring that pain down to levels of four or five? And I know that's very like simplifying pain because we know pain is very complex. Um, But I just thinking that even when you go to like down to a four or five based on your needs, you still can live, you still can thrive. Um, So that's what I originally created at anti-inflammatory nutrition, uh, because we are basically with autoimmune diseases, we have chronic inflammation. Our autoimmune conditions cause that um, because it's like a fire that we can never put out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But fortunately, 
medications or oh, I said therapies have advanced to a point that inflammation has come down. So I'm not trying to say though, hey, follow anti-inflammatory lifestyle and nutrition and you're going to be cured because that's, I will be just lying. I always say this is um, a tool to add to your anti-inflammatory toolkit um, because we have many tools, <laughs> many tools, right? <laughs> we need many tools. Yes. You can't, one tool is not going to cut it for most of us. So, yeah. And I like that you don't call it a cure because a lot of people do. And that's like usually a big red flag for me. Mm -hmm. It's not a cure there. If someone's promising you a cure, they're selling you some snake oil. That's exactly it. It's uh, and I've been living with this for 20 years and I'm sorry, I have not seen a cure yet. I, I wish I had. I, I always explain to people, like, think about it. I grew up in Colombia. So technically, I live in a pretty anti-inflammatory environment. Mm-hmm. So it was a small town where we grew uh, fruits and vegetables, like in mm. the backyard. There was like no pesticides. Um, we, have, we walk everywhere. Uh, there was like a lot of physical activity. There was really not many toxins. And despite that, I still develop an autoimmune disease. So that can tell you that there's many other factors that are contributing to developing these conditions. And unfortunately, women, I was just listening to an, um, an, like an update on autoimmune diseases. It's like the ratio is nine to one. Like we're so wow. lucky, right? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Doesn't that <And> figure... <laughs> Right. And it's like, yeah, it's like nine to one, like a female, like that we kind of lead the way in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, we um, needed more stuff with our bodies than God, we already exactly. had. Exactly. So it's just not enough. And, and a lot of those things, the factors are like hormonal factors, right? Genetics, uh, environment, right? So what the stress and, and women are tend to be like the, the caregiver for everyone. So I think that like extra stress perhaps could be another trigger. So it it, it is complex. So that's why to say that the one thing is going to cure and take away the autoimmune disease. And that's just not true. Um, So when I, when we talk about like uh, anti-inflammatory nutrition, so what is it? Is it another fat diet? Uh, Like what is it? Right. And and it's very simple. I always say to people, we always had had anti-inflammatory dietary patterns since we known about like the, uh, the Mediterranean diet, which is from the 50s. And what is mainly that we, we talked about is the, a plant-based diet. Now they sound so cool and so fashionable, but believe me, in the third world country, we had no other choice but to go for a plant-based diet because it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So, so we always oh, yeah. had legumes. So we had the, the whole grains for us were mostly like the corn or the wild rice, right? Uh, but we had like fruits and vegetables, usually like seasonable, right? Because that's what was available. Then we have um, legumes and beans and type of lentils. That's a main source of protein. And then we had, um, we didn't really consume a lot of dairy uh, because it's expensive again. So you usually have more like yogurt. Uh, so those are like a different or like live bacteria. And, and that's in terms of, of oils. Well, back in Colombia, we didn't have the fancy olive oil, to be honest with you. <laughs> and so, so that's when we, we start kind of looking at all these anti-inflammatory dietary patterns and see, okay, what is really helpful for us, right, with chronic illnesses? What can we improve upon or what we already do based on these dietary patterns? 
so so like like the base is like that Mediterranean diet, right? So we had the whole grains, the vegetables, the seeds and nuts, uh, legumes. We have like very moderate consumption of uh, lean meats, mm. <clears throat> uh, poultry. So we actually said, no, maybe once a week you have poultry. Maybe uh, if you're going to have red meats or lean meats, have it maybe once or twice a month, right? Yeah. But we're not saying like get rid of it completely. But if, you know, summertime is coming, if you want to enjoy a little bit of like a barbecue, like, you know, just... Go for it, right? Um, then we have the the light bacteria or the fermented dairy, mostly cheese and yogurt. Then uh, we also suggest less consumption of uh, sugars or like or processed meats and processed foods. And the main source of oil is um, extra virgin olive oil or olive oils. Not only because they're like uh, unsaturated fats, but they have a high content of antioxidants compared mm. to other type of oils like avocado oils. And also they're easier to, to produce. Like uh, really olive oil is just squeezing the, the, uh, the olives, whereas the avocado oil goes through a more complex processing. Mm-hmm. So that's really what. So how is this evolving and the anti-inflammatory? Yeah. So it's evolving is because now we're saying, hey, there are like spices and herbs that we can include in our anti-inflammatory uh, way of eating. So add your, all your herbs, right? Uh, basil and um, have like parsley, uh, anything really cilantro added to your to your meals. You're then making all me this very spices. hungry right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like, I want to go downstairs to the kitchen and start cooking. <laughs> and, and yes, these are, they're very simple ingredients. I don't honestly think that we have to really be so restrictive. And that's the idea that like you don't want to feel restricted because I, I think the diseases are already <laughs> a burden yes. to us. Well, yes. the, the thing is with restrict, if you get too restrictive, you're more likely to fail. Also, you're more likely to, you know, people who stick to these very restrictive diets, they might do it for a while. And then it's like, oh, but you know, that sounds so good. And I don't want something that's on my diet. And it's a yo-yo thing. Yeah. I think a lifestyle in learning to eat more anti-inflammatory foods, but not completely restricting yourself. It's, it's probably a, a little easier way to live and, and to eat better. Exactly. And it's also very helpful for your mental health, right? Because imagine you're constantly thinking, counting calories. Oh my God, if I ate this tomato, I'm going to be like inflamed (laughs) for the rest of the week. And I'm thinking, well, but in Italy, like they eat tomatoes on everything. And that's where all the main countries from the Mediterranean diet really came from, right? Which is a small island in Italy. And so they consume tomatoes. So it's really what is your triggers? Like, uh, I, tomatoes don't trigger me, my inflammation at all, but some Dairy people, they say, yes. some people do, it Dairy. does. Some people yeah. it's almost immediate. I can't have a lot of them. I can have very few tomatoes. I cannot have dairy. If I had a candy bar that would set me off for the next three or four days. And inflammation and everything. Yeah. It's, it's so individual. Right. Like for me, it's lettuces and rices. Um, I have a really hard time with them and I get very inflamed. So and you think so it's weird. lettuce, but you think, oh, but it's lettuce and it's about, but that's healthy, right? Or like, isn't that? But it's, 
very hard for your body to process. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's, mm -hmm. that's just what it is. Like uh, when we usually, when we are suffering, um, any autoimmune disease, we don't only have one condition, right? Right. We typically have multiple conditions or maybe side effects from the medications that we're taking that can cause like digestive issues. And from, for example, one, one of them is like processing raw vegetables. Yeah. They just mm -hmm. sit in your tummy. They just kind of give you gas and bloating. Yes. And then you're thinking, but I'm eating a healthy salad. And I said, well, but your body maybe is not producing enough um, uh, gastric acid. Like uh, it's mm -hmm. maybe it's not sufficient to process it. Maybe it's too slow to empty your stomach. So you feel that it's sitting down there. Um, so that's when like that kind of personalized uh, nutrition approach is so important because everyone is unique. Everyone has their own triggers. Well, that's mm -hmm. like for mm -hmm. me, if I eat raw kale, it's difficult on my system. But if I blanch the kale just really fast, just kind of blanch it. So it still has a little crisp to it, but it's a little cooked. It doesn't bother me as much. So yeah, I, I completely see what you're talking about. And that's, uh, I seen that. Uh, and I am a lot of my patients and myself that with Sjogren's, like Sjogren's, uh, patients with Sjogren's suffer from a lot of digestive issues. Uh, and uh, and I, unfortunately, they're not that recognized. And I'm always kind mm. of advocating for that, that he said, hey, it's just beyond dry eyes and dry mouth. But kind of like going back to this whole anti-inflammatory yes. nutrition, I, I wanted to share that I recently, there's actually two groups of researchers, one in California and another one in, as, uh, in Sweden. And they were trying to create uh, like an anti-inflammatory uh, protocol for patients with rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. So they essentially um, added like all the, the foods that I described, but they, they did suggest some elimination of the nightshade vegetables, eliminate gluten, eliminate uh, all dairy products. Uh, they will say, and I, I will say that the advantage, they said, oh, they found some uh, relief in pain and symptoms when they ran these trials. Uh, but I guess the caveat is that they actually sent a package of food to each of the participants. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. So, if, so, they, uh, yeah. so in one study, they say they, I think they cover like half or like a 50% of the whole diet. And That's then in nice. California, they sent the entire like a menu to them for the, like 10 weeks wow. or so. But I'm thinking, is that realistic? Like uh, this is probably they follow because they, they got the food, right? <laughs> they, this is what you have yeah. to eat every day. But it seemed to me, but to me, it seemed very repetitive. Uh, they will say, uh, no, you cannot combine beans and rice. And I said, are you telling the Latinos not to combine? Right. right? <laughs> are you kidding? I mean, one of my biggest upsets about not being able to eat rice was I can't eat red beans and rice anymore. And I'm like, but, but I, I love, love red, red beans, beans, and rice. beans and rice. You know, the problem for me is beans. I don't understand why Christina, but I cannot process beans and my, my body is just, I bloat so bad. I look like I'm nine months pregnant. It doesn't matter what bean it doesn't. And it's so unfortunate because I would mm. like to switch out beans for and be more vegetarian, you know, instead of eating more ground turkey or chicken for me, I'd like to restrict some of that, but it's, I don't know what else to do. So I, it's wonderful. Like that, you know, with your knowledge to be able to share so much of what you know with us 
it's just life changing. No, yeah. I'm gonna, and but you know what? I'm with you, and I didn't realize how much beans affected me until I came to Canada, and I realized that I had IBS, and it's what I me can't too. eat beans. Like this is like uh, my life is over. <laughs> if you guys took beans away from me, I I don't know that I'd be able to eat. Uh, ever. She would cry. <laughs> I would cry. I would cry. I've already lost rice I, I, and lettuce. I don't need to lose beans too. Like, <laughs> please don't do that. Please, please. I need my beans. And I can eat cans of them with no problems whatsoever. Like Must none. be nice. But, I, but this all goes back to what you originally said is how individualized all of this yes. is mm-hmm. and why it's so important. You know, it, it, people go to these diets all the time and they think, well, you know, this doctor's talking about this is an anti-inflammatory diet. The Mediterranean diet's anti-inflammatory. They go to South Beach or they go to keto or mm-hmm. whatever, but it's still individualized to the person. Yes. It's uh, it's uh, absolutely true. And it's actually, I've seen uh, many of my clients that probably they have this aversion or reaction to a favorite food, right? Like for instance, like beans. But then once you Sometimes elimination could be necessary just to determine those triggers, but then it's also equally important to that reintroduction phase. So then you don't miss out on all these ingredients of all these foods for the rest of your life, because then you become afraid, you become fearful of eating food. And and then you start building this really bad relationship with food, right? You want to make peace with food because food is not your enemy, right? It's like what anything else, what else is really going around you that is affecting you? Perhaps sometimes your day can be so stressful. You're having the worst flare up of your life. Mm -hmm. And then you may have the most beautiful anti-inflammatory nutrition, but because your anxiety levels are so high, and that brain and gut uh, connection is kind of broken, that salad is probably not going to do you that well, right? So it's, it's so it talk to a little bit more about that brain and gut connection, because I think that gets dismissed mm-hmm. when we talk about nutrition quite a bit is, you know, the stress and the brain and gut connection. Yes. Um, people always want to talk about the specific foods and, and all of that, but they dismiss the other factors that go into how your gut handles what you put in your body. So you know that that um, that old saying, oh, that gut feeling, right? Like you feel mm-hmm. something, you feel it in your gut, right? And that has something to do with the vagus nerve that is innerving, right, from your brain all the way down to all the enteric nervous system. So there is that strong connection, really, with your gut and your brain, like what you're feeling, your appetite. And so, and so when, whenever there's that, that anxiety, it feels like it also shut down, right? Your gut, right? And how it processes and digests food. Also think about the gut um, microbiome or the bacteria. So most of the serotonin, right? That is that neurotransmitter that kind of helps you to calm down is produced by gut bacteria. I don't know if you knew that, but it's no. mostly produced in the gut. So, oh, wow. so when you are also implementing this um, anti-inflammatory way of eating, uh, you're feeding that good gut bacteria that is helping you produce this uh, serotonin. Wow. It's protecting your um, uh, your gut barrier, the gut lining, right? So once we protect that gut lining, it's also protecting your immune system and it's, it's threatening and supporting immune system health. So that's when uh, we feel that that connection and that nourishing of your gut is so essential when it comes to 
to the anti-inflammatory way of living. And um, it just doesn't stop just in on your food. And then when you add cannabis, it makes everything better. Because a lot of us live under, when you're living with chronic pain, your body is under constant stress. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your, your brain is constantly processing the stress that your body is under, which then affects your gut. I think that's why so many of us with chronic illnesses have gut issues is because we're under a constant state of stress. So when we, when you start talking about cannabis, it's, that's, it's very helpful to kind of relax some of that a little bit, I think. And it's, uh, it's, um, I think you're like, uh, Right on the how do you guys want to say it? Right on the money. <laughs> yep, yep, right on the money. <laughs> on the money. They try to get all here, and it's still the Colombian in me. I can't take that away from me. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it is uh, absolutely true. It doesn't mean that um, everyone needs to consume cannabis. No, but I think again, it's another tool. Right up with yes. the right guidance. It's, uh, it can be a very powerful tool when it comes to reducing inflammation and anxiety. So, so let's say, I'll kind of give you an example. So for someone who is uh, having irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, they run to the bathroom every time they're nervous, right? Like they're That's super me. nervous, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you mm-hmm. just run to the bathroom right away. Mm-hmm. So, so we know, like at history, we have had that the low FODMAP diets, the low, like the low fermentable kind of fiber. So that could be an episode for another day. <laughs> but we also have uh, cognitive behavior therapy because it helps you to kind of calm yourself down, right? That connection, help you that connection. Mm-hmm. How cannabis is helps you in this case is because the cannabis connects with the CB1 receptors that are in the gut and it helps to kind of shut down. It's like the brakes of your gut. So when you kind of stimulate those CB1 receptors uh, through cannabis, and again, it's very individualized because not everyone kind of gets the same doses, but it helps to come also put the brakes on your gut, not only like when you're having an IBS attack, like a diarrhea, diarrhea type. Yeah. Also, when you are having uh, increased um, production of gastric acid, cannabis, it also helps to kind of help you reduce the, um, the production of acid in your stomach. So, so does, and so when, when you, when I started, honestly, when I started getting, diving into cannabis sciences, the endocannabinoid system, it's like I fell in love with nutrition all over again. Because I felt it's just, okay, this is really, I know, these are the potential cannabis has, but like, how can we strengthen that anti-inflammatory way of living by combining both, right? Like nutrition and cannabis, Um, because we want to enhance, we want to nourish all these receptors that we naturally have. And sometimes even just like the cannabis, I'll see it as a supplement, right? So if we see, we know in autoimmune diseases, we are deficient in vitamin D, most of us. We supplement, and I'm not comparing vitamin D with that, with cannabis itself. But but (laughs) in some cases, there is that theory, uh, there's through working that some patients with fibromyalgia, migraines, and IBS could have an endocannabinoid deficiency, meaning that perhaps supplemented with cannabis could be beneficial to reduce symptoms. Um, So that's why I said, okay, not only 
having the experience as a patient, dietitian, but also as a medical cannabis patient, because it's honestly, I find it's different when you hear maybe from a practitioner and they do it from their heart and they, they know the sciences, but when you actually experience what it's like, like using cannabis, <laughs> it's different. <laughs> I don't it's know. different. Yes. It's very different. <laughs> yes. I've experimented a lot with making, I make hemp. I take hemp and make my own CBD capsules. Me and Kelly both did. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you something when I have, especially my pain that in my joints, in, instead of taking ibuprofen, I'll reach for like 30 milligrams of CBD. That's what I usually try to take a day. And yeah. the difference is night and day when I'm consistent with it. It really has helped me. And you see yeah. how you said it, like, it's that consistency, right? Yes. So it's, and, and it's because many times tried and they said, oh my, it didn't work. And I said, but how many times you try? Well, I tried it once, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a consistent, but I mean, even sometimes at once is, is good. Like I, I was texting Nicole last night and I, I've been doing a lot of work with clay. Um, Cause I, I sell clay earrings and jewelry and stuff like that. And I got this particular brand of clay that's very difficult to work with and very hard on my hands because I do have arthritis in my hands. I don't have rheumatoid arthritis, but I do have arthritis in my hands. And my joints are completely, they're still completely swollen, but they were so sore yesterday. I couldn't do things. I couldn't hold a pencil. I couldn't write. And I, we had made this salve Miracle self. Yes. Our pain self. <laughs> I was like, I am slathering it. I am slathering it. And now did it take the pain away completely? No, but it did take some of the inflammation down and it did make my hands feel better. And by that evening, I was at least able to cook dinner, which I couldn't do earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's, it, it is just about, you know, how, how can it work to help with some of these chronic pain symptoms we have, or these different pain symptoms we yeah. have? But no, it's not a cure for anything. Mm-hmm. But, but it helps. Yeah. It helps. And yeah. I think I think you're right. Combining that with nutrition can be very useful. And even when you go and like have like do your run, right? Like a exercise, right? Mm-hmm. So then we know that uh um, our bodies produces an uh, endocannabinoid, right? So very similar to like a, what THC is, but our, the body actually produces an anandamide. And so wow. that anandamide is called as the bliss molecule. So now it's known that uh, even like the the athlete's uh, high or the runner's high is not really related to, it's more related to the anandamide, elevations of anandamide. So that makes you feel good type of um, molecule. Um, so when you were using like a small amounts of uh, the cannabis, it kind of gives you that same kind of bliss when you're like exercising. Well, mm-hmm. now I understand what runner's high means because I've never gotten that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, me neither. I've gotten runner's pain. <laughs> I have exercise intolerance, so I never get to the runner's high part. I get to the I'm hot and sweaty and here comes the migraine. Yep. At part. Um but, you know, no, I know a lot of people that are, it, it's not even just with running. It's, it's any type of exercise. I know so many people that get to that point with exercise and they just love it. And now that you said that, I'm like, oh no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, there is a reason like, oh, there is a cannabinoid for that. <laughs> so now, I can just, now I can just get it out of my drawer. Okay. That's great. Yes. <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> So, so yeah, I, when I, uh, so last year and I, I had Nicole and we ran, I ran a, like a, a beta program, like a trial program. It was just amazing. To, 
really test um, test out the content and see, does it make sense? Does it make sense? So even before I try to explain why, like my my program or how I'm going to launch, I would like to hear like from Nicole, like how, what did you feel like to learn all these different kind of things about nutrition or cannabis? Your she program the questions was, on us. Uh, it was I know. amazing. <laughs> your program is amazing. I learned, you know, your program was so well done. It was not overwhelming at all. It was so clear. It helped me understand and have a better relationship with food. There was so much knowledge you introduced me to that I never knew about at all that it opened up my eyes. And I was like, oh, maybe this is why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. And I started making changes, even small changes, like you suggested, you know, to begin with. And Christina, it worked. It really made a difference. It was huge. And I just, I'm so glad that you asked me because it was such a, and I already incorporate, like I use um, cannabis. I have cannabis olive oil. You know, I infuse my oil mm -hmm. with, with yeah. cannabis. And like Kelly and I said, we use, I use a one-to-one -one in my magic pain cells. I use cannabis every night, um, THC capsules um, to sleep. I use CBD during the day, but I'll tell you when I remove that from my, when, from my diet, I feel it. And the mm -hmm. anti-inflammatory foods you talked about, when I started going through my cabinets, I was like, oh, <laughs> there's a lot I have to remove because I just, I didn't have the knowledge, Christina. And you brought all this knowledge in, in, in a way that was so easy to understand that it was life-changing. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> it really was. I'm loving it. But that's also the difference. Christina, with working with someone who is a registered dietitian mm -hmm. and understands the science of all of this and yes. someone who is just like maybe a nutritionist or just a health quote unquote health guru, mm -hmm. you know, you, you actually have the education in the science and you continue to study the science to back up what you were doing in your program. So when, even though, like we talked about it being individualized, there are some common threads that you can look at that science has said cause inflammation in a certain percentage of people. And you go, you can go through those things and educate people on, on, on why, and all of that type of stuff, which is why I think seeing a registered dietitian for most of us, it should be an essential part of our plan, our, our treatment plan. Agreed. And a lot of times that's completely overlooked or insurance won't pay for it or mm -hmm. something, you know, but it's, the fact um, that you were able to put this together into a program, I think is, is wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. And I, and I think probably aside from the science of the lived experience, I believe like we have one week with all of us were like down with like a, what's going on today? Yes. <laughs> like, oh, was it Saturday? Is it raining? Or like, we just had the period. I don't know what happened. Yes. Like that one week, all of us were like, mm. but we still in retrograde again. <laughs> <laughs> but what I really find is like, oh, I think we were looking forward to kind of connecting again every week. And yes. I, that's what I really loved about having that group program instead of the, just the one-on-one. -on -one. Because the one-on-one, -on -one, I'm like here giving you support but when you have a group setting it's like everyone is giving support to one another um they give ideas of what work for them right because they're you know they could be mom and they're like busy moms or they have the other children or a husband right or they're working moms like it's just I, I just loved that environment or it so when I got all the feedback from uh, Nicole and all the other participants I said okay let's just see we're still gonna go for the 
eight-week program. Uh, but then I divided like a, so I'll, I'll tell you what is going to be in each one, like very briefly. So um, when I was, so it's going to call, it's going to be called Start Healing. And it's because I, the acronym for like how to elevate your anti-inflammatory lifestyle, uh, because I'm combining both nutrition and cannabis. So we're going to be elevated. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and again, preferably, I, I will prefer, right? Like someone who has maybe access to a medical um, marijuana card or a medical document here in Canada. So then I know that at least they have some suggestion on uh, dosing for the day. So it will be very helpful, right? Or at least have some approach. But if you don't have it, then I can give you guidance on how to obtain it. And I think that will make it even more comprehensive, right? So yeah. they have like a, a teamwork. So the first week, I, I want to start with just really start making peace with food because that's what like Nicole mm -hmm. said. It's like how you improve your relationship with food because it yes. seems like we're like constantly fighting and blaming it for every little thing that happens to us. Yes. It's food. <laughs> it's just what I eat. And I said, but were you upset? Maybe you had a fight with your husband, but you blame it on the food, right? <laughs> People do. People do. They do. <laughs> and and it's it's okay because that's the one thing we can control over when we like throw out all these stupid diseases. I'm sorry I said that. Oh, but it's, it's just... so true. No, no, no. It, we, we call them stupid diseases. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, we do. They're not oh. fun. So there's like, sorry. So we can try to thrive. That... We can try to do a lot of stuff, but they're not fun. No, they're not fun, right? That they kind of sometimes you can work with them. Sometimes you just don't want them. Get away from me. So, but I think uh, we found like really fundamental that having building that healthy relationship with food, like just to start off the program, uh, just even some guys on how to set up uh, realistic lifestyle goals. That's something that you can actually do. Mm -hmm. And then just a very like an introduction to anti-inflammatory nutrition, just to kind of give you the um, few bites, I guess, like a, just to, to get you started on that week. On the second week, we were going to be like a, um, uh, kind of dive deep into anti-inflammatory nutrition and recognizing inflammatory triggers and even sometimes outside nutrition triggers, right? So it could be social or environmental triggers or just for you to be aware. Um, on week three, I will be talking more about supporting your immune system with uh, gut help by healing your gut. Paying more attention to your gut, how do you nourish your gut, how do you to make sure that that bacteria is really working on your favor and not against you. <laughs> uh, so good. Then, That's a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, week four will be. I I kind of we had a session about the food and drug interactions, but I think we're gonna switch it more into. Can you use supplements? Are supplements really valid? And if you need supplements, what type, how you choose supplements, where to get them? Because sometimes that. we do need supplements, right? Yes. Like if we're long-term um, dose of prednisone, you definitely need some supplementation with calcium and vitamin D. Like that's mm -hmm. really a must. Mm -hmm. If you're following a plant-based diet and really very small amounts of animal products, then you are going to need B12 and iron supplements or perhaps yes. zinc. So, so those are the things that you like necessary supplements, not just a supplement for the sake of getting you to buy expensive supplements. 
So I think that's when I we're gonna make like a little bit of a, a change on that week. Um, instead of focusing so much on the food and drug interactions, we're gonna talk more about that supplementation and kind of how to get it right. On the there's a break on July 2nd because it's you know Canada Day, Independence Day weekend. <laughs> Yay! Gotta have some party time. <laughs> exactly. So oh, so that actually is a really good idea. Maybe the week before we can give you some tips on how to really enjoy the holidays uh, without really kind of overtaxing your body and feeling so tired, and and you still can enjoy the the holidays, which is really fun that weekend. Love that. Then we resume like on week five on July 9th. And that's when I will start the introduction to cannabis for wellness, sleep and pain management. Um, mm. just, to, just to see like an overview of cannabis and allow uh, some time for questions and, and see like for the kind of curious or the ones who have more experience. So to learn a little bit more about cannabis and of course to explain um, a little bit of the endocannabinoid system, because that's why I study about cannabis is because we had that endocannabinoid system to keep yeah. us in balance. Um, then on week six, we are going to be talking about uh, cannabis edibles, like 101. Ooh, that's so nice. what is it that we're going, what we can create at home, but also when you buy certain products outside, like in the dispensaries, what to expect, how to consume, right? Yeah. Um, looking at the ingredients lists and things like that, it's like, for me, I can't have gelatin. Um, it bothers my gut. So I look for pectin instead, you know, if you're looking at gummies or, you know, are you, are you sensitive to chocolate? Are you, so that, that's a really good way to look at it, but like there's, you do need to look at ingredients lists on things and yeah, that's, you know, it, that's actually, that's uh, great because here in Canada with the Cannabis Act, the cannabis uh, or the companies who infused um, products with cannabis, they don't have to follow the Food and Drug Administration laws. It's so weird. So they don't That's really so have strange. to. Dis- yeah. So they are displaying the ingredients really uh, like in good faith, but they are not obligated really to see if there's any allergens. They don't have to display according to the current like Cannabis Act. But I think there are really good companies like uh, like Wana. I think you said like a Wana gummies. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really good company that they really take on upon themselves to make a gluten-free and I think a lot of allergen-free um, components wow. in their products. So I think that it's very important to really recognize health-wise uh, what's going to have a positive impact on your body. Definitely. That's yes. wonderful. I, I, I like that you're going into that Me type too. of stuff on that week, not just how edibles affect you, but what's actually inedibles and, and be able to make your own because it's not that hard Mm-mm. and it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. And something, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. I'm not, I have to confess, I'm not a lot into gummies because I have showgrounds and it just gets stuck in my teeth and I, I hate it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so I haven't even really tried to make uh, gummies because I just don't like the feeling of getting stuck in my teeth. So I'm oh, yeah. sure that maybe someone else can share a really nice recipe. But one of my favorites, just simple, like a can of tea at night. Yes. Right? Just yes. a can of tea. And I only only use that they already vaped, but, right, like it's already being heated up, right? Like when you mm-hmm. use a, a herbal, um, a herb vaporizer. So that bud that has already been decarb, I use it and add it to my, like a night tea. 
Uh-huh. Let it kind of uh, steep with my, I don't know, like a serenity tea from David's tea. And I add a little bit, just like a pea size, and add it to my tea. And that's it, right? That's so wonderful. <laughs> nice. What a great idea. No, I, that's that's such a great idea. And it's, it's simple. And sometimes it's maybe an easier way to get you into like edible just to assess how you're feeling. Um, and then you, you just want to make sure like, uh, maybe when you're using the bud that is not like a THC over like 15%, because now we're getting like, uh, uh, products with over 20 or 30%, right? Like a THC content. And really when, when it comes to therapeutic effects, they're not really that effective. So okay. you want to be in a range between like 15% is ideal, but maybe up to 20%. You don't want to go over like that percentage. Um, because it kind of is going to backfire and shut down like your CB1 receptor. So you want to keep a good balance. See, anyway. these, are things in your, these are things in your program that, <laughs> this people, is like, so that fascinating. a lot of us don't know. Yeah, it's so, so fascinating. So, so that's what I said. Like, I'm just going with it. <laughs> so, and, um, so again, like going back to that July 6th, um, day, the, we talked a little bit about cannabis edibles. And I'm going to touch on how to obtain that medical document here in Canada and then the U.S. I will do a little bit of research on how to maybe what would be the best way and because mm-hmm. it changes with each state, right? It does. And if you need help, Christina, let me know. I can get you all that information. Perfect. So I'll definitely get into that. Definitely. I would need some help with that for now. No the problem. US. And then on week eight, uh, that would be almost like the graduation, like putting it all together. If there's any questions, um, just to see kind of sharing successes and challenges. And, and I thought it was really neat treat to have that chance to win the, the Lottie box, right? Like the Lottie wellness box, which is really great to have all these little goodies there. That's so um, cool. We all like goodies. Yes. Right. And I think I would like to see because I would love to add your your journal because I know you have a wellness journal right on your website. And I was I was really thinking and I want to get a copy of it. I said, I want to get this girls because I know you you know we're gonna get you a copy. Don't worry. Yes, we'll get (laughs) Get you a copy. What a copy. So that is, and so what are the bonuses like from this? So one is really being that community. Um, I'm really just a guide, right? I'm like just sharing some information, but I want you, to, uh, my goal is to empower our, um, all of us, like the warriors, like whoever kind of registered for the program to, to be able to, it, it's not like the meal plan. I give you a, an example, but then after the program, you will be able to put together your own anti-inflammatory meals and, and snacks. Oh, I love that. Right. And so that's, such a, that's setting people up for long-term success. And yes. that's, that's part of it too. That's what exactly. I feel like your program does, Christina. I feel like it sets people up for lifetime success. Oh, I really do. <laughs> I really do. It was so clear. It was just like, I've been a part of different programs and had to meet with different dietitians, and, you know, over the course of having lupus and, you know, getting diabetes and, and let me tell you, nobody explained things to me the way you did ever. Like mm-hmm. I've never had a clear program like that. Like it was, it was so amazing. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad to hear. <laughs> I so that's that's what it is. So one of the like I was kind of sharing with you is that I'm hoping to like uh, at the end of every uh, every presentation, like every week, to give at least a sample, like a meal sample uh, for the day, or maybe snacks for the day, right? So Great then kind idea. of they can run and uh, implement it right in that week. 
um, there's always, uh, there's going to be that wellness check-in like every week. So I will send that in advance to every participant so they can tell me how they're feeling, their challenges, if they have any questions that they would like to be addressed in the next session. Uh, so I'm still uh, debating whether I want to have that subscription to Eat Love, like that's the um, intuitive meal planner. Oh. So I use that in the program just to, mm -hmm. I send a collection, right? So yes. this is kind of ideas, mm -hmm. and then you can kind of make up your own maybe menu for the day. And uh, yeah, so I think... Um, I could have, I want to assign maybe one hour a week just if there's any questions or individual questions that I can uh, set up. And, and because we're talking, we're going to incorporate cannabis. I'm thinking that I might have to create the group um, from my website because I'm, I don't want Facebook to, to close it. Yes, that's a good idea. Yeah, the, the couple of cannabis groups that we're a part of have backup. Facebook because they keep getting closed because, they yeah. keep, because they're always threatening to be closed mm -hmm. and that just has to do with like mainly federal laws in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, because they're concerned about that but you know other countries also have restrictions too so it's it's just a thing but yeah it's it's probably a better it because people get very nervous when you say well join the backup group because this one might be shut down and then it, it <laughs> demonizes the cannabis use and you don't yeah. want to do that when you're trying to give people a better relationship with no. food and all that stuff so yeah it's one less thing to worry about yeah so I think uh, I'm like trying to kind of you know see what I can do through my my website is with Wix and I think they do have a feature when you create create a groups um so I I'm probably going to do that just so People feel comfortable they don't feel like uh, because they describe what they put the word uh, like cannabis or CBD is going to get censored and then not even show up. Sometimes they don't right. even, the comments don't even right. show up. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. And so I am going really against the current. I do believe that there is this potential emerging evidence and uh, research on the benefits of, of cannabis or also in the even understanding our endocannabinoid system, yes. that system that gives that maintain, uh, help us maintain homeostasis and balance. So even just look at beyond cannabis, it's like how you can activate that, that system. Yes. If you don't want to use cannabis, that's fine, but there's other components in your diet that can activate the system. So that's why I just kind of became a passionate about creating this program. And I feel that it's, unique um <laughs> i don't know maybe across the the, the no globe, i maybe. think it sounds wonderful i think it's I think yeah it i'm great. so excited for you how do people sign up christina like how do they know how to become a part of this yes so i actually been updating my website and creating all the disclaimers <laughs> the proper disclaimers mm -hmm. so there is one tab of services which i will share with you yeah. um where it's very basic i'm going to i just add the book a call so if you're interested in getting the program so i will ask just to book a call with me and fill out a form just to kind of show that you're interested in the program i will gonna update that uh, particular tab just to maybe add at least the overview of the program so that people know what to expect. I think that probably be maybe Good helpful. Idea. Yeah. Uh, and that's how you can reach me. I'm just going to really leverage my website because again, Instagram, 
might just shut me down mm-hmm. or Facebook. So I had to really find other ways to promote it. And I think um, I'm really thankful that you gave me this space to, to share my dream. <laughs> oh, we're so happy you did. I mean, Kelly, could you put a, a link in the show notes? Oh, absolutely. The website? I'll put a okay, link in great. the show notes and we can also link to it on our Facebook page and um, Instagram. And we can talk about it on TikTok too, because we're yeah. on all the social media. We are. We're going to talk about your program. <laughs> mm-hmm. you. I know. Like I, you have to do that, the emoticon, right? Because even I have a van <laughs> in TikTok because it's like I, I post like cannabis. We got really. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I love TikTok though. I'm obsessed. We, we are. I just, yeah. I just want to promote your program everywhere because it was so wonderful. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. And I, I really appreciate it. You ladies made my day. It was a very sad day. And every time I see your faces, I talk to you. There's just something special about you too. Thank you. Oh, well, we think there's something special about you too. Heck yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited, you. Christina. I think your program is going to just blow up and that everybody is going to want to be a part of it. And it's going to be really exciting. There's such exciting things for to come for you. I believe that. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm working on a coupon for 420. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> Very excited. So yeah, the soul I have to share and uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, this, this, uh, this time with you ladies and I'm excited. We'll see. <laughs> really, I'm really excited. I want people to get to know, to really see and and really use their own healing like power, their body healing yes. powers. We have that. We actually yes. have that, a way to mm-hmm. allow ourselves to heal. I believe that. Um, but we just need to kind of nourish it with the right uh, foods and substrates and maybe cannabis. That's right. <laughs> They're all medicines. Food is medicine. Cannabis is medicine. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Christina, thank you so much for being on the show today. And, you know, we look forward to sharing your program with people, but also we appreciate all of the helpful advice you give and the support you give. And, you know, we, of course we will have you back on again. (laughs) And I have um, an extra journal for you, Christina, if you want to give me your address, I will send it to you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I will send it. (laughs) I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Christina. Thank you. Very welcome. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.